Yo, what's going on, Brozilla? Hope you're having a magnificent Monday so far. <laughs> it's a great one over here. This is episode number 249. We are one episode away from 250, and today I had a very special episode. Today, I got the opportunity to tag along with some firefighters and see exactly how they train. Now, let me give you a little background on this. This is a podcast after all, so I'll give you a background on this episode and exactly how this came about, because this is not something that normally happens to people. You don't just walk up to a fire department and be like, hey, can I tag along with you guys? It doesn't really work like that. And they, Some of them weren't even happy that I was doing what I was doing at the time I was doing it. So anyways, let me give you a little background. So the 4th of July, um, you know, the, the, the community people, they all get around like, you know, the police, the fire department and the chamber of commerce and all that stuff around the area. They all get get together along with, you know, local businesses and stuff in, in this in this very small community. And they, you know, they just get around and talking to people. That's kind of what they do. That's how they show people that they care and all this. You know how it works. You know, you kind of kissing babies and shaking hands and stuff. That's essentially what the uh, the the community services do, and that's essentially what they did on the Fourth of July. So, anyways, uh, on the Fourth of July, some of them came up to me, uh, multiples, it wasn't just one, but a couple people said, "Hey, you know, you should think about being like maybe a fire, a volunteer firefighter." And I was like, "I never really even thought about that." And they just told me kind of the benefits, you know, the actual financial benefits and the actual benefits overall. And I was like, wow, this actually kind of seems, this kind of like sounds like being on a team like back in the day, except for instead of like scoring points, this team is actually saving lives. So I was like, this is actually pretty, sounds like a good deal. So uh, today I got the opportunity to tag along with them as they did their training. And it was an interesting kind of thing. I've never seen anything like this before. You know, I've seen like some fires every once in a while. I've seen firefighters do their thing. But in this particular instance, how this works is they have a special location where they train their volunteer firefighters or their support staff on how to fight fires. So it's actually really cool because not only do the, does, the, does the support staff get experience in fighting fires, you know, with actual hoses and breaching doors and stuff like they really did some real deal stuff. But you also have the people that have been in it for a while, people that have been to fire school and stuff like that. They have the opportunity to teach the volunteers how to fight fire. So not only are the volunteers learning, but the firefighters are also learning different techniques. They get to see different experiences and they just get to help train people and like like just like anything you know if you teach somebody how to do something you learn more and more about the actual subject that you're that you're teaching that's just how it goes right so i noticed that today and um i thought it was really cool and there was a point in time where i was just like yo i just got to record this there was a guy that i was sitting next to and he was just telling me some stuff so i did a little like mini secret recording i'm sure they wouldn't really mind but in fact, actually, I posted some of it up on my social media already, and uh, some of the people really got a kick out, kick out of it. Anyways, I'm sure they won't mind, and I really, really do appreciate them for letting me tag along. And I'm, I'm excited to see uh, where this goes. I might, you, <laughs> it probably won't happen for a little while, but it might be in the near future. You might be hearing about me not only being on the 
board, administrative board of uh, my neighboring town, but also being on the fire in the fire department of my own town where I work. So I'm just putting in, I'm just putting it in there, you know. I'm just making things happen and making my um. Uh, making my presence felt around this area because I think it's really important to be able to uh, offer as many services and as many things as possible to the people in your in your community because at the end of the day uh, that's really uh, not not only is it a great way to be an entrepreneur but it's also a great way just to be a good neighbor overall you know the more you can offer and if you have a lot you can offer offer it all because at the end of the day what are you going to do with it, right? <laughs> Just offer it to people. Don't let it sit around. But anyways, uh, yeah, I want to get this episode underway. But before I get this episode underway, you know, this would be this would be a really good episode to, to share with your friends because uh, it's not every day you get a chance to listen to what it's like to have firefighters do a little because this uh, essentially what this episode is. It's a recon of what happened after the whole um the whole firefighter training. So I think you'd really get a kick out of it. Uh, I think your friends will probably get a kick out of it. So don't forget to share this. Uh, don't forget to write a rating and review, especially of this episode. I'm pretty sure you will like this episode, as I said, because it's got a lot of stuff uh, that you just wouldn't hear in any other podcast. And you definitely wouldn't hear in any, in any of my other episodes. So uh, share it, write a rating or review. And of course, subscribe if you haven't already. Anyways, let's go and get this episode underway. Episode number 249 of the TR Expert Talks. Firefighters give their most important advice. Lego! They take the support stuff off, and you just get a regular, um, a regular frontage piece. Okay. <laughs> and the frontage piece is uh, what's on the front of the helmet. You know, it just says firefighter. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you notice, the ones with support, the frontage piece is also orange. Mm-hmm. This is the helmet. See, the whole thing is orange. Uh-huh. But once you get past support, when you get the interior, you get a regular one that's not orange anymore. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So where do you go to school? Well, we send people mostly to Montgomery County Fire Academy, but Bucks County also has a fire academy. Okay. Okay. It's well, not too far. And, that's an, and so by like starting off by being in that support, is that kind of the end to get into like the... Well, you have to do one before the other. You okay. know, it's like, uh, you know, you got to get pregnant before you have a baby. You know, what else? <laughs> but, uh, you, know, you got to have training and wheels Scott. on your bike. You mm-hmm. know, before you yep. ride. Come on, let's go. Bring it over here. I'm not feeling the uh, lumbar thing all the way up. No, mine wasn't either on my back. Well, mine was. I just don't like it. I, I'm, my back is killing me. And that's not usual. So... Come on, Catherine, come here. This is what I thought in the first place. All right. That's still flat. Not completely abysmal. There was no communication at all between that group. Nothing. I did not hear a single word. 
you were talking, you were talking too quietly to be heard. I realize we have voice amps now, right? The voice amps make us slightly more legible and slightly louder. But if you are talking in a normal voice like this, we still will not hear you over all of the noise in a fire. All right? Harry was right behind Ed, trying to, where's Ed? Oh yeah. Ed, trying to say, not this window, another window. Did he hear you? I didn't hear, sorry. No, he didn't hear you, right? So if people aren't hearing you and people aren't listening to you, what can you do to get them to hear you and listen to you? Shout louder. Big touch. Push them out Speak in their ear. Or touch them. Tap them on the shoulder, right? At least then they'll pay more attention Shout to Shout into their ear. Right? Whisper into their ear. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> right? But we gotta, we got to be able to communicate to each other. Um, there was just none of that. Yes, sir. So when I pulled up, um, I was in a car and I could hear someone screaming for water. Screaming. And I believe that's when you told somebody to send a runner. Yes. Okay. You know, people die in training. I mean, you got to pay attention. I mean, this, I know we're out here doing what we do, but training is just like live firefighting is just plain old live firefighting. It doesn't matter. And to hear somebody screaming for water here is absolutely ridiculous. Somebody got it. You guys have to get that together. Was there anybody in there in jeopardy? No. Okay. So build off that real quick. No one was answering the communication. Build off that. So what can you do if they're not answering So the I physically left and told my crew to stand by and went straight right. to the operator of the pipeline and made it very clear that I needed water. Okay. So why were none of the three people assigned to the pipeline had radios on? Or did you? And you just didn't hear the message? We did. I replied my portable was dead. But, but he wasn't getting water though, right? Not until he physically... It took us a minute. There was a, little, there was a little confusion with what supply line we were hooking up. Okay. okay. So five inch, so we what's more important here? The attack line or the supply line? How long can we flow this inch and three quarter with the water that's on this truck? Five minutes at least. Let's back up a little bit. Okay, so you're having a problem. Did you tell them that you were having a problem? Yeah, I, I, I thought I radioed, but it apparently didn't transmit. So check your radio. I did. I switched it out afterwards. You had something, Jimmy? Well, to add to that. The other, the other Jimmy, sorry. No, no, I just think you keep building on it because you got too much too much good to be taught right there before walking away yeah. from it. So, right, what is, what is, who's read a line of duty death report, a NIOSH report? I refuse If you haven't, that's your homework. Go find one on the internet and just read it. Read a couple of them. Even if you just read the bullet points. And how about reading the ones that are near here? What, what, what do you think is, is is almost on every single one on the bullet points? Communication. Communication, right? And I'll tell you the second one, situational awareness. Right from the get-go, we had a problem with communication. I'll tell you, the radios don't always work. These radios, don't, or the radios we're trying to talk on, are more reliable than these radios. And that's as an employer of the, an employee of the place that bought them all. All right? Hmm. So... If they're not answering you, try again. Remember those three-part communications we try to hammer it in. You call them, they answer, you give them a message, they state back to you that they understood the message. Same thing when I'm sitting there, uh, like, I don't, lecture is a bad word, but talking through what we're going to do with you guys, right? I'm just seeing blank stares back at me. Let me know that you understood what I'm saying. Right? Repeat back to me what I said. Okay, I'm going to go and invent the window, right? That three-part communication. So we know not only did you get the message, but you understood what you're supposed to do. 
take, take Armin's issue for a second. He, no one's getting the water. You had your host team where when you're calling for water? Right at the fire. Right at the fire. No. We were at the door on the second floor. At the floor. entry door. You were not at the fire. No, we were at the second floor making entry and they were flooding it down oh, into the... Right. Okay. So we're the fire floor, not... So there are people in the building on downstairs about to charge those money. There... Which we started out by saying, where do, where did I say beforehand, where do we want to no, charge the hose line? We didn't line? enter till we, we waited outside until we got the charge line. Okay. So there's a big difference here now. Jimmy and I have been doing this a little longer. We kind of have to understand when we get over the line. New people do not go through that fucking door without a charge hose line. You will get in trouble, you will get hurt. You just don't have experience. And, and we, we talk, just talked about that before we went in on that first crew, right? Yeah. We don't go into that IDLH atmosphere until we have a charge hose line. That's your protection. That's all you got. You gotta open up that nozzle, you're gonna get 160 gallons a minute to put you and distance between that fire. So, you get to that doorway. Now, this is a basement scenario, you're still gonna make your way in. First floor house, you're coming in the first floor, you gotta come down those steps, you gotta have water in that hose line. You gotta have water. So, you stop. Well, the problem is, I left to go get water. Okay. So, I, the last thing I saw was at the door. So, Scott and Edward nozzle back up, they know. So, and you didn't have anybody else to get that? So learning lesson number one, if you're going to make that decision, which is fine, you got to talk to your crew ahead of you. Do not move till I come back and get water. Get yourself in a safe spot, even if back at that door again, to that front step or wherever you're going to be, get water and then we make our engines and go. We go as a team. We fight as a group and we lose as a group. So we got to get in and get out. So uh, there's a great lesson for tonight. So you went, you did your job, you got water, then you made your fire attack. Later. Yeah. So what was the problem with the hose line at the truck? Too short. Oh, we uh, we were hooking up a three inch. Someone ran out, and said we, we want a five inch instead. So we were just scrambling. I, I, that's when somebody okay, called but for there water. was really no reason why you couldn't get them tanked. You mean the beginning, the very beginning of the night? Yeah. No, we the five inch wasn't long enough. No, but we could have just flowed off the tank water. To so seven, tank seven, water. Well, 805 gallons of water on this truck, right? This <laughs> nozzle will flow about 150 gallons per minute. Right? Well, so like Harry said, five minutes of flow. From at spot. a real fire, though, lucky for you, at a real fire, not here, you would probably pull your tank water anyway. Absolutely. So... <laughs> All right, so I got a little conclusion for you. I'm sorry that it kind of cut off, but unfortunately, uh, it was just the way it's just the way it went down today. It just like I couldn't get it much more. I couldn't get much more audio than that. Uh, not to mention that my phone was like just about to die, so I was just like, ah, oh, forget it. This was pretty good in itself. So, anyways, you, you did learn a lot about what they do. Well, you learned a little bit about how they train. You probably didn't learn as as much as you could have. Uh, had you been there, there was a lot of stuff that was just like so intriguing to me, but I just thought that that little part right there, uh, just the, that little recon that they did was just really interesting. I thought that you would might, you know, might enjoy that as well. Uh, just like a quick takeaway, obviously, uh, you heard it in the intro, you heard it in the episode, but uh, I just want to reiterate that it, communication is uh, super important. Uh, just being able to uh, make sure that you have a, uh, an effective way to communicate with 
your teammates or the people around you. That's just so important. So uh, as a little final thought, as a conclusion to this whole episode, it's just like, no matter what level you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, whether you're saving lives or you're just living your life and just communicating with people in general, if you're trying to convince people of something or if you're trying to make sure that the situation changes from what it appears the outcome might turn out to be, well then you have to make sure that you develop your communication. Effective communication is gonna be the only way that you can have any chance at changing the outcomes of what's happening in life. So anyways, uh, there are a lot of ways you can uh, effectively communicate. There's a lot of books. Uh, One way is just to make sure that you're always positive and thinking about plan B. Now, I know people say you shouldn't think about plan B. You should be so confident in plan A. You shouldn't have a plan B. But at the end of the day, it's good to have a plan B because you know what? There's things that are not predictable and fire is definitely one of those things that is not predictable. So if you have a plan B, life Well, you just might save your own life, my friend. Anyways, that does it for my day. I really appreciate you listening whenever you're listening, whether it be morning, afternoon, or evening. I really do hope you're having a good one. As I said in the intro, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And as always, keep good company.